Amen. All right. Shavuot, the festival of weeks, which is what that means. It's uh, from the word weeks. This is the second of the three major festivals. Uh, can we go to the next slide? Thank you, right there. We are looking at a calendar of the Israelite festivals, and this is one of the three major ones, which is a uh, pilgrimage festival, which is a time where we go to Jerusalem if you're able. So Jesus would have gone to Jerusalem at this time throughout his career, his lifetime. This is where um, they would all gather in Jerusalem. This is important. Uh, for when we read later on in such the book of Acts, where they all have gathered in Jerusalem at this time. And they go to Jerusalem, and it would be a time which the people from all over would gather in the Leviticus at the tabernacle, later on the temple, and later on after that where the temple is met. And as the people spread and they were dispersed, people of all languages would come together and it would be a festival time where from everyone, all the Jewish people from all over the world would gather and they still are doing this. The other two pilgrimage festivals on this time are Passover and Sukkot. Uh, Passover is the up top on the the board up there and uh, uh, Sukkot would be the the um, the, the the tents, um, and so we have two different times that we 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 travel to the 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 Lord and this time and to Jerusalem, and Shavuot uh, Shavuot probably started as an agricultural holiday. If you're on the app and you look at the notes, you'll see a different uh, uh, calendar on there where they also have, I also put on there the grain schedule. And uh, so the, the, um, this has probably started out as a uh, secular holiday or a holiday to celebrate when the grain was brought in, where it was harvest time. And, and as the people become more enamored with Christ, with God, uh, with Yahweh. They began to use it as a religious one, just like Christmas. Christmas hasn't always been just a religious holiday. It's a, um, and so they have this time to celebrate the first fruit. And this is the time where they say, we're going to give back to the Lord what he has given us from the land. And they offer a sacrifice like a tithes, those tithes and offerings that you offer. We, we, we give in money most of the time, money and, and deeds, right? Money and time, that's how we give our, our tithes and offerings, money and time. And uh, I'm so thankful you guys are, are regular tithers and follow that, uh, that call in your life to donate your, you know, a, a portion of your, your fruits to the Lord, and um, that allows us at the church, to, allows me to live in a home, allows us as a church to, to have functions and, and do wonderful things like we're uh, having a, a senior breakfast, for, not, not for seniors, for seniors in high school. 
to celebrate their graduation, and they all get a gift, and and we're all uh, we're all blessed by that, and um, and so it allows us to do all those things, and so we're thankful for that because that's uh, and and to give to people in need and and benevolence and all those wonderful things that we do, and so they give this sacrifice like a time it's a, but it's also a time to celebrate and they take this time and and not all of those offerings were burnt up offerings see there's different types of offerings in the old testament some are burnt up they burn them completely and some of them you wave them before the lord and then you sit down and you fellowship with others that means you sit down and eat together what didn't go to the lord you eat that portion together and so they were fellowship offerings it was a time of celebration and it was a time, and, and then as they began, they also began to celebrate at this time, the first years, they also began to celebrate the instruction of God. Because according to tradition, the uh, Torah, the, the time at Sinai, the instructions given at Sinai were done at this time. And so it became a, a time to celebrate the the the, uh, the 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 wonderful gift of the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, that's what that's called. And so we celebrate, and it's typically celebrated with gifts of offering and with studying the Torah, along with the Book of Ruth, because it reflects both the agricultural and histor- historical significance of this festival. And I guess that's one of the reasons I love this, uh, this, 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 this time because I'm a big geek and, and you celebrate by reading books. Um, um, but um, so Shavuot is celebrated 50 days after Passover. Now Passover celebrates the freeing of the Israelites free of, physically from bondage. Jesus freed us from bondage. Okay, there's, there's, there's a reason this happens in the New Testament like this, okay? Israelites come, they're, they're taken out of Egypt, Passover happens. They're freed from bondage. Jesus comes to free us from bondage. Then what happens? We have 50 days later, you have another event happening, the receiving of the Torah, which is all about our receiving, about freeing us from the 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 spiritual bondage of of idolatry and immorality and how to live our lives and to guide us and direct us. And I know we don't follow the ten command the ten commandments exactly anymore, and we don't follow the the uh, Levitical laws anymore. I mean, how many of you guys went through the book of uh, um, the Levitical book and and said, "Oh, I know, I can follow this one." Um, we don't celebrate it, but it is, but there's wisdom behind all those 613 laws found in the Old Testament. And our job is to, to, to decide what is the wisdom behind this? Why was this law a thing? What's the wisdom behind that? And see, we had physical, we had God freeing us from bondage here and then bringing us from bondage 50 days later for a spiritual. Well, we have. Jesus freeing us for eternal life. And then 50 days later is what do we have? 
the coming of the Holy Spirit, which is all about freeing us, to guide us, to direct us, all the things that are celebrated about the Torah. This wonderful gift that gives us wisdom and, and, and honor, and, and, and there's, uh, you know, the law itself is not a bad thing. It's, you know, I know we say it's too restrictive, it's too unrealistic, it's too legalistic, but whatever. But it's, it's really a, it's, it's a good thing. It's about our freedom and about the wisdom behind it. And so we look for that wisdom today, and we say, what's the wisdom behind a lot of these laws? You know, like, a lot of them are like fences, right, to keep you from playing in the road. I mean, how many of us want fences to keep you from playing in the road? I mean, we can get too legalistic with it and say, okay, we put a fence to keep us from the fence, but that's... <laughs> but they keep us from getting hit by cars. I mean, if we put it in a modern stance, we put up a fence, keep your kids from playing in the car. God does that for us. He keeps these rules, some of these rules, some of the wisdom behind these rules to keep you from going down that path that leads to destruction. Or to quote Five Iron Frenzy, when I go out in the street, I, I play in this, I get hit by cars, I, I make mashed potatoes. Um, um, but it's freeing us from, from the sin and it leads to slavery and from that path and, and that, that path that leads to destruction and death of our own life. And it's freeing us from false worship, from false gods. When we realize that every action we take is part of our worship, I mean, we, a lot of times we think worship is just when we come to church, but that's not what worship is. It's declaring worth with all our actions in our lives. And, and we want to put God as the thing we worship above all else. And these help us free us from that false worship. Even in the Old Testament, salvation is about grace. And, and the law is something to be celebrated as God gives us the grace of the, 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 law, the, the law in the Old Testament. And, and, and so when we celebrate Pentecost, which is what we know it often, because penta means 50. So 50 weeks, costus comes from the Greek. That's 50 weeks, so we know it as Pentecost. In the, by the time we get to Acts chapter 2, right, that's the, the chapter we look to when we think Pentecost is Acts chapter 2. Because the, the disciples are up in the, the upper room. Jesus has passed on. He's freed them from their bondage. He's raised them, and now he's sitting. He's raised to heaven, and he's preparing a room from them. And he's sitting at the right hand, interceding on our behalf. And he says, I'm going to send another gift for you. I'm going to send a, a one who walks beside you, one who guides you, one a counselor, one who leads with you. I'm going to send, which is what the, the Torah was, what the instruction was. I'm going to send this, to, this instruction to you. And so he says, I'm going to send this to be the celebration. And so it happens 50 days later. At the same time, we're celebrating the coming of the law comes the Holy Spirit. To fulfill the spirit, to fulfill the whole the law, and it's uh, and it's it's to celebrate the Lord giving us His instructions, giving us the gifting in our lives that 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 gifting that is ever gifting. We we talk about you know G, uh, the Father being the the gift giver, right? And 
Jesus is the gift. Well, the Holy Spirit is currently gifting. It's happening now. It's gifting. It's working in us. It's the wisdom. When James says, ask for wisdom, the Holy Spirit's what gives us wisdom. And frees us to do the God living in us is what it says. God, I, do you not know that you, that you are a temple of God? It's the Holy Spirit that comes and lives within us. It comes to us. It, it doesn't, it's not like it. You, well, you get saved and then later on it comes. No, it comes to us at the time of our salvation. And the Holy Spirit is always present in us. We don't always, we don't need to pray for it to come and go. We don't need to show certain gifts to prove that we have it. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit. It's made you, it's given you gift different from someone else. It's anointing is upon you. Now, we don't always live in the way that reflects that anointing. We don't always feel, because that's, you know, feelings are things that come and go, right? How many of you guys feel? Some of you are like, I don't feel like being here today. <laughs> I told you I'm not feeling good. I don't feel like being here today. Um, it's not about our feelings. Feelings come and go. So often we ask God, I want to feel your presence. That doesn't mean he's not always present. He's always there. His anointing is upon you. And God living with us, it frees us to do the work of the Lord. It frees us to speak. I mean, have you thought what blessing it is to be able to speak directly to the Father? Well, that comes through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Enabled by the Holy Spirit through the blood of Jesus Christ that we're able to do that. That curtain is torn in two when Jesus died. The Holy Spirit lives within us, convicts us, just like the instructions of God was supposed to do. It challenges us to grow. It works around us. It works through us. It's to be celebrated. So today is a time of celebration. We celebrate the law, but we also celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit that comes and works with us, his instruction, his wisdom. And, and so we, we look at the wisdom behind the laws. And we say, well, I don't understand it. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. That's what we is. And I'm not saying you individually. We, have, we are a church community for a reason. Some people have a different grasp on things for a reason. You ever thought about that? And I'm supposed to be able to read the Bible and understand it 100%, and, but there are some things I don't get because I haven't put study into the Hebrew, the Greek, and the Jewish. And they say, well, someone else has, so I go and turn to them and say, what about this? Because we're a community for a reason. I'm so glad we're a community. We're not supposed to have it all figured out all by ourselves. When we try to do that, then we forget that we're, even our, your own theology today is backed up by years and years and years. We've been doing church history on Tuesday nights. 
We've made it up to the 1600s. We're almost done. It's years of people wrestling with ideas and trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong. And this gifting is always gifting us with wisdom. As we go, and Jesus talks about collecting the first fruits, which he's talking about not just, not just your things and not just fruits. I mean, how many of us actually have fruit? You don't have a lot of fruit living here, I'll be honest with you. Some of you have grown some wonderful things, but most of us have not. But what's Jesus talking about often when he talks about first fruit? He's talking about going and getting the people, those who are ready to accept him, those who the harvest is ripe. He said, go out and, and bring in my harvest. He said, go out and sow seeds. Go out and bring in my first fruits. And we celebrate. We celebrate that Jesus, that God, the Holy Spirit, is working in the lives of those around us that we are just vessels for him to use. He's gifted us so that we can tell others about Christ and the love of Jesus. And we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. We celebrate the law because we are free. We're free for eternal life. We're free from that bondage of death. But we're also free to live a life that, li- that, that, is, that leads to life, that leads to the best way possible for us. It leads to, that doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. In fact, we should expect that it often gets harder when we follow. But it leads to the best life possible. Because we are free. So we celebrate. And so when I think about this pa- these passages, I think about what does that mean for me personally? What, what's my next steps? What can I do with that? I think a lot of it is sometimes we have forgotten to celebrate. We forgot to celebrate the coming of the, the, the Bible. I mean, a lot of us don't even read the thing. And when we do, we say, well, I ain't following that rule. I might follow that one, not that one. We forgot to celebrate that God was giving us instructions and wisdom and a life that leads to life. And he sent us the Holy Spirit to help us with wisdom and lights and to guide us on our path and to help us make sense of this, not to make it all easy and all better and all but to say we can walk together through this. Some of you need to bring your first fruits. You've forgotten what tithe is. You're worshiping money or your time is too precious to spend on someone else. I'm not saying necessarily here at the church, but we need to be using giving our time to God as well. Our first fruits. Some of you need to study the instructions that God has given you. And say, I'm going to study this. And be thankful for it. And be blessed. And look at the wisdom. Some of you just need to celebrate. You've forgotten. Life is so hard. And so miserable. 
that you've forgotten how to celebrate. There's something in your life that's kept you down, a person, a thing, a sin, and you've forgotten how to celebrate. And this whole thing is about a celebration. And some of you have forgotten how to celebrate. You need to take time and say, you know what, I'm going I'm to take bit my time for my busy depression, and I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> and you have to make that choice. Maybe you're at the point where you just need to accept Jesus Christ from your Lord and Savior the first time. So I want to become one with him. I want that Holy Spirit living within me. So I need to pray that God, I believe in him with all my heart. I believe in him with all that I am. I'm gonna confess him with my mouth. Maybe you've grown away from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's there in your life. You're, you're a salt. You know you believe. And he's, he's God of your life. He may not necessarily be Lord of your life right now, but you've grown away from him. And you're like, well, I just need to feel your presence, God. I've got so many things in life that are keeping me away. I just need your, you to refill my cup up. Father God, right now I pray that you bless us with mighty works. Lord, that we not try to prove ourselves with the Holy Spirit, but Lord, you, you, Holy Spirit, you use us to do the work that you need us to do here and now. Lord, we don't need to prove ourselves like the ancients did. We want to prove ourselves the way you've called us to prove ourselves now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would continue to guide us and direct us. Father, I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that's walking beside us, giving us direction and wisdom. We thank you for that as we thank you for the, the coming of the scriptures that give us gifts of your, your wisdom. Lord, I pray that we be in it, we celebrate it, we praise you with our first fruits, and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.